Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. In this week's episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about transport, mythology, and we have part two of our interview with Jane Finity from Solar. Hello everybody and welcome to The Kindness Project. I'm joined by Hoodie Girl and Bald Boy. It's... um, Charlotte and Ross, how are we doing, guys? <laughs> they are some queer road names. <laughs> yeah, they're the new. Although I'm only, I can only get away with not calling myself Bald Boy if I look at my hair from certain angles. Because clearly, right. clearly, yeah. I am Bald Boy from certain certain angles. All right, you didn't have to agree so vociferously, so quickly. If, it, if you look at you from behind, it looks like you've got a skull cap on. Cheers, mate. Appreciate that. Thursday on a Monday morning. Pretty it's good like, stuff. It's like a little drum up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the reason it's bald. Not male pattern baldness. I'm blaming <laughs> the years, Charlotte, you tapped my head. <laughs> um, that that is a Always somebody yeah. else to blame in there. Uh, uh, well, I, I'm not. I'm not playing a blame game, but it's Charlotte's fault. All right, that's all I'm saying. I take that. that is all... It's funny. That, that that is that is all I'm saying. So, uh, how was everybody's weekend? We are recording this listeners on a Monday morning, which is unusual for the kindness project. Um, how was everybody's weekend? It was good. I had, yeah. I had a good weekend. Quiet. Quiet. What'd you get up to? I watched some telly. Uh, I done some coding. Right. Yeah, pretty much. That was my weekend. That was it. That was it. That was the weekend. I um, what did you get up to, Charlotte? Went to my nan's. You did. You had a weekend at your nan's, didn't you? Yeah. So you went from Wales to East Scotland. How was that? Uh, the transport was a nightmare on the way there. Right. And the transport was fine on the way back. Uh, the my second coach was like twenty minutes late, so. It pushed, yeah. my, it pushed my evening back. I mean, that is a proper student way to travel by megabucks, isn't it? Or, yeah. or into bus uh, style here. But That's like, International the, Express, wasn't it? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure how much the National Express does. I mean, when we went travelling around Europe, it was looks, wasn't it, Charlotte? Looks, looks. Lixbus. Flixbus. No, there was a looks as well. A flix and a lux. <laughs> there was a flixbus and a luxbus. Then I don't go travelling in Europe much. No. And what what they use in your little village in Norfolk, right? I don't get buses here. Oh right, okay, don't fair enough. Don't get buses. Yeah, but they just don't come. Yeah. The the only place I can get a bus to London now is in Norwich. And that's a National Express. Have you ever got a Fleetsbus or no. a Fleetsbus? No. Never got a Fleetsbus? Fleetsbus? <laughs> when I'm travelling to, to back home, it's usually like a mega bus or something like that. Mega bus. Um, what a great name for a bus, though. So mega. But is there like, the new one that does it for a pound? No. No. I, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, that is that is cheap travel, wasn't it? You can, yeah. you can get somewhere for a quid. There was one used to go out of London for a pound, wasn't there? 
you know, you know the thing I don't understand. Why comparatively, if I'm looking to go somewhere, I'm looking at three ways to travel, right? So I'm looking at like I'm I'm talk, thinking more short haul domestically, right? So I'm thinking if I'm travelling somewhere in the UK, I'm looking at the bus, the train, and flying as my three options, right? Mainly. Um, and if there was no time or cost factor, I think my favourite way of travel is the train, right? But the train's like... So yeah, I like the train. See, I don't... I mean, for, for the journey down from... Or down and up to you... If I'm not, I mean, clearly you can also jump in the car and drive somewhere. Which oh, so that's, a long long old, old, that's a long old trip up Scotland, isn't it? Yeah, but it's yeah. the the yeah. coach is the same or longer. But if I'm if I'm travelling via public transport for whatever <laughs> reason, I'm thinking plane, bus, train, right? And nine times out of ten, even if it's domestic. I only travel via the train if um, if there's no other option. If there, if like like literally, I'm looking at the train and saying that is my third choice. Number one because of time, but also because it's cheaper to fly. Do you know what I mean? How did that happen? Yeah, especially uh, especially from where you are to where I am. Mm. Like, I prefer the Scotland, train. Uh, Scotland, I love. I prefer the train to either of the others. That's because you haven't been on a plane in 20 years, Russ. I, I still prefer the train to either of the others. Um, but, yeah, I weirdly, I think I prefer the train when I'm travelling to France because um, the Euro to start yeah. is decent value and really super quick and super easy to get from London to Paris. Um, uh, and you're 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 there in the middle of Paris, like Gaird and Old is easy to get to the yeah. rest of Paris really simply. So, I think for me, um, uh, train has its place, uh, but yeah, I just I think in the UK they could do so much more to make train travel better value, and they should. Yeah, I mean, like you know, the the TFL's pretty decent, but like yeah, the tubes are good. But yeah. you get outside the area and it's like, oh, right, I'm, I'm paying four quid to go <laughs> half hour up the road. Could have just got a bus. Yeah, but exactly. then you, you get outside the TFL zone and the bus prices go up exponentially as well. So it's like... You're all about the dollar dollar, Charlotte, aren't you? All about the dollar dollar. What's the tube like in, in Glasgow? I, don't know, I, don't yeah, I didn't go on the tube. I don't use it. I've never used it. I don't need to. I can walk anywhere I need to go. I actually got two big Glasgow. Yeah, like an underground. Oh. I don't use it. Don't need Sorry, to. are you are you saying Glasgow's not posh enough to have a Joe price? That's a bit offensive, mate. Well, well it, it doesn't matter whether it's posh or not. I just didn't think they had a tube. Yeah, Edinburgh's got the tube, isn't it? It's got a, a tram. But, yeah. What? What's got a tram? Edinburgh. I wouldn't know. I don't know. Oh. What's not? Oh, what's the greatest city in the world, got, Raz? Has it got a tube? Has it got a tube? It's got walking room. 
They've got right. extra wide pubs. Right, hold on. Let's just talk about tubes and buses and... Tr- tr- you got a tram? No. Has it got a tube? No. Can you walk? Yes. Same as you can in any city in the world? Yes. So what makes it the great... From a transit perspective, the great city in the world? From a transit perspective... Yeah. It's just the greatest city in the world, isn't it? Why why take the train or bus or tram when you can just wander meandering through the medieval streets? Oh Russ, that that sounds almost go on, get go on the, the Norwich tourist board. Carry on. There's flaws in this argument though, because like what if what if you struggle with walking around? How are you supposed to get around? Yeah, Russ. Future mobility scooter. Future mobility scooter. Right. 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 Um, let me let me paint a picture for you. I'm I'll go meandering, right? right. Because there's no tube or, or or tram. My left toe gets run over by a mobility scooter, and my meandering's over. I'm I'm now Sorry. one of the so people you in the mobility, mobility scooter. scooters in London. Uh, Essex. Uh, Better not say London. You're up market now, aren't you? Hold on. Cause mobility scooters exist uh, everywhere. And have you ever had take away mass transit? Have you ever had your toe run over? By a mobility scooter? By a mobility scooter, yeah. Not this week, no. Not this week. Ever. but but it, no, what I'm saying, Russ, this is this is my this is my thing on this. If I that's get right. rid of the tube, if I get rid of the tube and the trains right. and the boat, go, have you, so Norwich got right. a boat. You can't go to the push bikes case somebody runs over you. But we've got we've got a boat. We've got a boat down there. But we've got a million different ways to travel. What are the million ways to travel with the greatest city in the world, Norwich? But why do you need a million ways to travel though? Choice option. <laughs> Places to go. You've Places got to you've there. got two. Meander, mobility scooter. <laughs> That's my only two choices. No, you got bus as well. Oh, you got the bus. I'll call buses. Oh, bus three. We've got three options. What are you going for, Charlotte? Meander, mobility scooter, or bus? I'm passing for good meander, but yeah, you see, but. That's only on like warmer days. Don't take that. <laughs> <laughs> Just because there's that there's not a choice. You can't like sort of uh, travel by bus. The, all the, the trouble way, with uh, the trouble with mass transit, like tubes, um, uh, buses, you don't get to see the true city because you're just whizzing by. Oh, exactly. But if it's you live Amanda. there, but but if you live there. You've seen the true city, and you're just trying yeah, to get exactly. to where you need to go. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I agree with both here, and on that note, um, uh, on that really critical analysis of managed transit in cities that nobody's going to put down in any sort of academic record. Um, let's move on to Charlotte's article now. Charlotte, I don't know what your article is this week. It's about mythical creatures, mythical. Oh, yeah. oh yes! Well, Tell us about mythical creatures. 
so I was um, working on some stuff and I was thinking, you know how, you know, um, there's loads of different like element creatures, like, you know, you've got your different creatures associated with different elements. And I was thinking, why does water have all of these elements of like temptation and stuff like that? Because obviously you've got you know your water ghosts that tempt people into the water spirits elementals you know um and it's all about so so the the one the one i suppose it's not a water ghost is it because they don't live in water but the one that i always think of when i think of a mythical creature based around water what do you think of russ siren Temptation. So do I. Well, actually, I was thinking about that woman who sits in the fountain in, in Norwich Town Square. <laughs> well, who's, yeah. Uh, who, who's, who sings. Um, she's, she, is she a siren? I'm often she's when not a modern day siren, siren isn't she? Sorry? I'm often when they're getting the more world with her. <laughs> exactly. She's the Norwich siren. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's a Norwich siren. Oh, yeah. But, yeah I was thinking, like, Oh, what kind of other, you know, because water seems to be a thing of temptation. I was like, what would it be? Oh, for give, me another, give me another myth. Kraken is another mythical creature, isn't it? It's is temptation. Water, like? I, I was no, no, she's not. Mm. Um, okay. uh, but like, you know, South what's the Norwich Simon called? Uh, the Russ? Norwich Simon. I think his name's Simon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the Norwich Siren. The Norwich Simon, the Norwich Siren. No, Sarah oh. the Siren. Sarah, Sarah the Norwich Siren. All right, fair enough. Uh, yeah. um, go on. What other mythical creatures are there? You know, like there's the ghost that's um, the one that, uh, like, there's loads of ghosts that draw. Uh, there's loads, not ghosts. There's loads of like water connected um, myths that are all about tempting people into the water and then taking their life okay really interesting so you've got like uh selkies and sirens and stuff like that and there's a specific ghost as well that does it to a little bit more but it does it to children <gasps> um because the story is that it's the ghost of a grieving mother who is taking children as her own um so that oh. she can... what, what mythology is that from I don't know. I think that's. I don't know. I think I've seen the ancient. Western, is, is, that, is, is that from the ancient Norfolk mythology <laughs> that that they still follow up there? Is that is that what's going on, Russ? Are you Norfolk bashing this morning? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I love Norfolk. But um, so I was looking at what like you know fires association with big. So I was like, what is very temptation heavy? Um, and I was looking at fire. Interesting. And it's sort of. A lot of, you know, you got your phoenix, which is like rebirth and stuff like that, but also stuff like salamanders. So obviously salamanders are a type of lizard, but they're also a, uh, the name quite literally means fire lizard because it's the name of a creature that was literally just a little lizard that was on fire. So um, water is about temptation, fire is about rebirth and regeneration. But also mischief as well. Mischief, <laughs> yeah. How about um, earth and air? No, I haven't got to that yet. There might be a future article. Ah, so you just done for a mortar. We, in, in other news, before we get on with the rest of the show, I saw the Dungeons & Dragons movie on Friday. 
Oh, oh, no, oh, oh she's covering her ears. She's covering her ears. I, um, want to watch I, won't, I won't give you any spoilers, I promise. You see a movie um, about Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, it's Russ, it's brilliant. It is absolutely fantastic. I heard the Red uh, Wizards are awesome and they're so classic. Um, well, I, 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 as somebody who's not massively into D&D, I don't get every single one of the D&D references. Sorry, that's the dog barking in the background. I'm recording this from home. Um, so, yeah, the D&D movie. Uh, I won't give you any plot spoilers on it. Um, apart, and as you know, Charlotte, I, I've got a passing interest in D&D because you and Sophie like it, but I don't understand loads about the law. Um, it's just a really, really, really good film. Yeah. Um, loads of action, super funny, really, really funny. James has movies now. I think yeah, Mario's uh, got a game. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Have you seen that Jack Black's got himself a suit <laughs> that looks like Bowser? No, I have Is he playing? Is he playing Bowser in it? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. But yeah, Fair the D movie. I might go and watch that today because. Give yeah. it a watch. Give it a watch. Definitely, definitely, definitely worth. Um... I've seen a lot of the the trailers and ads, and some of the stuff looks like on point. Like, um, there's an ad circulating about them, uh, talking to a dead person. Oh, that that scene is um very Pythonesque. Very ridiculous, but but absolutely hilarious. So also, also uh, very true to the nature of the the game itself is just like because that's that's um I don't, I don't want to get too nerdy and but I'm pretty sure that's like you don't, sorry what did you just say I was I don't want to get too nerdy and technical too late um, but I'm pretty sure like it's supposed to be a representation of the the speak with dead spell. Uh, which is I'm already just, lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. On that note, yeah. Go and watch the D movie. We can review it next week and tell what you think. Let's move on to um our interview. We're not gonna do kindness news today because I'm really short of time. So okay. our interview, uh part two of our interview is uh, with Jane Fizzy do amazing work making sure that older people um, get access and information that helps them get the right advice. Uh, and we interviewed Jane on that. So uh, enjoy the second part of the interview. It could um, be the English as well. I sometimes think that the, the English have always had a bit of a hang up about money. I remember reading an article saying we're, we're more likely to talk about our sex lives than our financial lives. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't believe it. It's an interesting thought, really. Well, I, don't, I mean, I, I'd say not to delve into the other one. I mean, that that's way too sensitive for me. Yeah. But, but having, having an open and honest conversation about money to empower them to live their lives they want, I will, I will, yeah. I will think I'll stick with that one. And I think you're right. I think, I mean, there's a really amazing... Um, I'm Funny enough, I'm doing a few talks to promote the book at the mm-hmm. minute, the Kindness Project book. Um, and there's a really amazing um, uh, website that I talk about called Gapminder. Um, uh, and it's effectively fact-based um, data. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a geek, Jane, so this sort of stuff really, really resonates with me. 
but showing that actually the world is getting um uh gradually over time is is actually on any measure you want crime safety health mm. um we're all getting a happier healthier and leading better lives but if we turned on the uh, news, or we open their papers, we probably wouldn't see that. We wouldn't get that would we? No, we wouldn't. Um, and it, yeah. it's a yeah, it's as you, as you say. I I know you know there, there's issues, and we'll talk about scams in a little while. But actually, there are some like you and 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 hopefully the work we do. Um, there are amazing advisors out there doing a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. There's lots. Of the majority are. You know, that's yeah. why people come into this profession because they really do want to help people. 100 percent Yeah, 100 percent successful do, ones do that really well. Yeah, do do well, do good is fundamentally important for a lot of the advisors I know, and certainly us. But we can always get better, can't we? So yeah. what do we what do we think we need to do to help and support uh, older people to receive really good support and advice? I think I think it's all down to communication. That's not just the way we we speak, but also the way we we interact, contact. And I, I do I do see some great practice um, with regards to to people's websites and the communications they send out. Again, it's it's sort of humanising that that yeah. sort of slick what I call the navy blue and gold wealth management. It, it, it's sort of a bit dated now. I think people want to speak to having a relationship, uh, don't they? Yeah, yeah, a professional that's interested in them and you know really gets what it is that 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 they're concerned about. And I think a lot of training that was given when I was first trained was very much about telling somebody something, explaining yeah. to something. And not the listening bit. And I, I think, you know, you need a financial advisor that's, that's just willing to sit there and listen um, and, you know, so that you don't feel foolish. I think a lot of um, people feel a little bit foolish that they don't know what they don't know. But that's OK. That's why they got a financial advisor. Um, and, and I think that's where the lot of reticence comes with older people taking advice. They feel foolish. And a lot of them think, well, I don't need it now, do I? So um, I think I think that's. I fine. I I think yeah I, th I think I think you're right, absolutely taking that judgment away and saying we are where we are, and our job as professionals is to help you live the lives you want is the starting point. But it's interesting when I think about. So I'm 45 now. I've been doing the job since I was sort of early 20s. I've, what I've realised is, uh, particularly since, since I've had my own business, this job isn't about talking. It's about listening well. That's where it all starts. And I suppose as a profession, we're learning to do that better, do you think? Yeah, I think so. And I, I also think that... Um, I think that clients still like to be amazed uh, but so not disturbed by what they don't know but amazed by what they didn't know so I was doing a little um, webinar on Wednesday with a group of advisors and I said you know if you're advising two people in their late 70s and they both had quite serious health conditions but they've never got a blue badge and they've never claimed attendance allowance yeah ah, interesting you might yeah. find them almost ten thousand pounds a year tax-free nobody's going to say nobody's going to be embarrassed about not knowing that it's going to no. be 
yippee, happy day, where's the horns, what do I do? And it, it, it's those smaller things like that. And, and maybe, in you know, marriage allowance, you know, going back, I think it's four or five years, finding somebody £1,000, £1,200, all those smaller things, or council tax discount, you know, if, 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 if there's only one living there or one lives downstairs. It, it's interesting how there's many things that people don't know, but they're very happy to know. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, well, if somebody it, said to you, I'm going to give you another £10,000 a year um, in, in allowances, you'd probably yeah. take it, wouldn't you? You would. <laughs> really? So, yeah, let's have a look at that. Yeah. So th- th- those those sort of, you know, prepared to be amazed moments, I think, are better than prepared to be very disappointed. You failed miserably and, uh, oh, you should have done that a long time ago. It, it, you know, it's never too late, isn't it? it, it yeah, 100%. You, you are where you are, and yeah. we can yeah, just exactly. all inc- incrementally get better, can't yeah, we? Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, I'm, 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 I'm giving you a gift now, Jane. You're, I'm, I'm handing you oh. a Harry Potter oh. style <laughs> magic wand. Okay. Um, and you can make any change you want to yeah. any aspect of, of um, the. Uh, the, the way that older people receive advice um, or the financial planning profession, what would be the one big thing that you'd change? I'd make it a lot more attractive to younger people. I think we've, we've, we've not done a very good job in explaining, you know, over the years to younger people, this is a fabulous thing to do. You change people's lives. Yeah. It, 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 it's like being a doctor in many ways. It can improve somebody's well-being, their, their mental health. But we do find it a challenge to get quality young people to come into the profession. So, so I, I was having this conversation earlier this week, funny enough, with a, another financial planning business owner. And I don't know how you got into the financial planning, but I fell into it by accident and, and then decided to make it my career. And we were saying that there's a influx of people into law and accountancy and the top four accountancy firms are always sort of oversubscribed on their graduate schemes and things like that. And we were trying to work out why that isn't the case with financial planning. And I suppose I suppose the conclusion we came to is that as a profession, we're probably still not as mature as law or accountancy. Do you think it's just going to be time that changes the influx, or what? What do you think the big factors are going to be? It's exactly that. It's not that mature. So if you think about, we had to get far more qualified, um, and the ongoing qualifications continuing professional development it's, it's way in excess of a lot of the other professions um and but that has just really been in the last 25 30 years so we're just behind the curve and of course when you say i'm a solicitor and my colleague tishanafan would say this because she she was a barrister she'd say oh people say that's good oh you must be clever if you say even chartered financial planner People have no idea what that is. They 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 think, oh, chartered sounds good, but what what's a financial planner? So it's a big education piece. We're just a bit behind yeah. the curve, but we will catch up. But my dad's proud, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm proud of all my, my dad, my, my dad likes the fact that I'm a 
fellow and joke for yeah, Andrew Brennan. Yeah. So we'll, 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 let, we'll let him have that one. Really, really yeah. And so, yeah, and, and we're proud of, of all our advisors and Solar and, 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 and what they achieve. Um, and just, just on that, you know, Solar advisors can now use their, their Solar accreditation towards fellowship of the of the charter. Yeah, it's really, so it's really all, important. Yeah, it all pulls, pulls together. And we, we are getting there. We yeah, we are. We are. It it's just takes some time, but yeah. but enc encouraging younger people. But also, I think I think the interesting thing and the younger people I I get to talk to about this yeah. is there is a desire and a drive for younger people. And I, I talked to my older daughter who's now nineteen uh, to make positive change in the world. Um, uh, and actually, as a financial planner, people don't perceive, as you said, the positive impact you can have on somebody's life. Well, but I love it when I get to say, you're never going to run out of money again. Or okay. you can live the life you want. Yeah. Or we're not there yet, but here's a clear plan to get there. It's just, yeah, yeah it's an absolute honour to do what we do, I think. Yes, However, there are, there are challenges that older people face particularly when it comes to getting the right advice what do you think they are and what tips would you share to help older people make sure they're making good decisions yeah i, I think um i don't want to state the government at the moment because they've got enough going on <laughs> there's not there's not enough um made of the importance of taking advice and so i think a lot of people sort of 50 55 plus especially the professional classes they don't actually think they need to and they yeah. seem to be horrified sometimes that this is a, a paid for thing even if they're a professional as well that gets paid for what they do so i, I think it's i think it's important that we do a lot more as a, a profession and with the help of the government to, to get people to realise that by taking good advice regularly, not just a one-off, so many of the risks you can mitigate in your life. Yeah. I don't think people realise, they kind of do, but they don't like to talk about what, what could happen um, and, and, and how you can protect yourself against. And, but that, that's the other thing. I mean, as unscrupulous individuals mm. and technology is becoming more sophisticated, yeah. I, I think working with a professional advisor helps with that. I mean, I had, a, as I said at the start of start, start this interview, I had a client who came in and said, I'm not sure about this script. Can you check this out for me? Yeah. And we found out it was it was definitely dodgy for want of a better phrase and um, uh, guided him away from it. Um, and 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 having a professional partner to, to to help you do that, I think is really important. I suppose one thing I would add, Jane, it's an interesting one. Um, I think really well educated clients are better clients because we can have a really sort of um, deep conversation with them. And there is a lot of free resources available out there for people to do their own due diligence and do yeah. their own research. Um, uh, to you know, empower them with the knowledge because you know, as you say, an advisor's job isn't to tell somebody what to do; it's to work in partnership with them to get them, uh, make sure yeah. they're making the right decisions. Yeah, yeah. And um, talk talk to me about what the uh, what advisors can do to to make sure. And I think what I've got from this interview certainly is that broader knowledge of some of the benefits that we should be looking at like blue badges and like 
sort of disability allowances. But what can advisors do to support older people in a better way? I think um, it comes back to communications. People know, need to know who you are and why you do what you do. So it's that personalisation of the service that you're going to offer. You need to know a bit more about why it should be you that they're dealing with. But my, in my experience, very often, people genuinely don't know why they need to take any advice. They just so it's education, right? It. Yeah. Um, they, don't, they, they, they get overwhelmed by how huge it's going to be. So I think advisors approaching it in, in, in an almost phases or steps, you know, gentle steps way is, is good. Um, and, and, and just sort of calls to action. So a lot of you're talking about there's a lot of resources. Um, and I was speaking to a, a government um, sort of provider of, of, of information advice yesterday. I said, if there is not a call to action or a nudge that says, you know, if you don't do this in the next three months, all this yeah. chat's going to be out of date. You have to do it all again. Um, yeah. so, so having some call to action saying, do you know what, let's just get this done. But but not making it onerous, making it sort of in steps, one step at a time, a bit like you're I, saying. We've got I mean, that, that, that's minutes. certainly the benefit of working with an advisor, yeah. isn't it? Because one of the things that I think certainly we've done with our clients is say, ultimately the choice is yours but if we want to achieve the plan we do need to take action on it um and it, it's it's an interesting one yeah i think i think information overload is a is a challenge that we all face yeah, definitely, <laughs> particularly definitely. when it comes to money it's really yeah. interesting yeah. um so t tell us a little bit about where you, we can find more information about the amazing work you do oh, you. and if you're a if you're a a consumer, where do you access the, the work solar does? And if you're an advisor, where do you access the work so, so a lot of people start with 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 some of the, the consumer bodies like like which or perhaps Money Helper, which is the government body online. Yeah. Um, or sometimes they might nip into one of the providers, you know, one of the providers of these products. And very often, or even, even the local authority, and there will be links on all of these websites and in the magazines to, to the work that we do. Very often in the broadsheets at the weekend, you know, saying if you want trusted, careful, consider, consider advice, you know, contact a member of the society. Um, or you can come to our website, Give us a call. Um, so I, I don't know if you want me to say it. Please do. Please share. It's a bit long. Society of Later Life Advisors, and that's ers.co.uk, or just put in solar into the Google search engine. You get, sometimes get solar fins and things come up, but it, it, it's there. <laughs> so, well I, mean, I, mean, yeah. I mean, solar panels would be a S-O-L-L-A. Yeah, that's great. So, so yeah, and I'd certainly recommend we'll, we'll make sure that when the podcast goes out, we put all of that on the show notes and people can find you. Um, thank you so much for your time today. I really no, appreciate no, it. Really great chatting with you, Chris. And, um, um, and I, I look forward to catching up soon. Yeah. Cheers, Joan. Bye-bye. Yeah. So that was part two of the interview. Um, now we need to move on to the world famous joke of the week. Charlotte, take it away. Oh damn! Uh, why don't you guys riff while I find joke of the week? Because you got a joke, Russ. Because our joke telling last week went really I, well, didn't it? I haven't, I haven't got a joke this week. Oh, right. 
that drift uh, in over there. I'm all out of jokes. Why weren't you better prepared, Charlotte? You knew jokes the way it comes up every week. This is because, correct. Because it's 9am. Because it's 9am. Right, 9am is when normal people actually start. <laughs> Come on. Let's I've get the start. I've been up since six. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Russ? Okay. okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? No bell. No bell who? No bell. That's why I knocked. <laughs> I got Russ. You got Russ. You didn't get me on that one. Fine, Have fine. a lovely day, and we'll see you on the Carnage Project soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.